Welcome, my friends, to the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, find our sweet spot, and planting our seeds to watch them grow in our magic garden. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? Just want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's guest is going to be me, but it's just going to be a conversation. It's a conversation that I've been having with myself for the past couple of days, and actually I've joined some friends. I've asked some friends, what does all this mean? And uh, it's been really interesting conversation, so this is going to be an amalgamated piece of what Rosh Hashanah means. And the interesting part is I want to make sure that we understand that even though it's a Jewish holiday, I asked a lot of non-Jews what they thought about it and that we had lots of conversations about the celebration of not only this holiday, but the meaning of it. And that's where I, I, why I thought that I was going to push back everybody else's episode and put this out as a thought. So first, I just want to say that to all the tribe, the Jewish tribe, uh, Shana Tova, which is Happy New Year. And it's a, it actually means good year. So we always wish everybody a good year anyway. And your year could start anytime you want. Uh, this, the, the Jewish New Year always starts at the beginning and we turn, we go back to the beginning. And that's the circle of life. It's the really interesting part of we read our, our prayer book or the, the Torah throughout the year. And then at, when we get to the end, we go right back to the beginning. This we, each year we go through it, we reevaluate. We're going to use a lot of R's. We reevaluate the things that we do. And that's what Rosh Hashanah means, is that it's the head of the year, the, the first of the year. But it's also an opportunity for us to be honest with ourselves and have a relationship with God. That's what this is all about. So there are people who are going to be much more orthodox. I am not an orthodox uh, Jewish person. I'm definitely on the Reformed end, and uh, I have a wonderful rabbi who's a woman. So you could have this a whole wide range of how you celebrate, because it's a relationship with God, and that's really what I want to talk about is a little bit about the, the Jewish traditions that I experience, but also about our relationships, what this time of year means for me, but it can mean it for you as well as this time of year or any other time of year. That's the really the period of Rosh Hashanah that I really try to embrace. Uh, I, it, it is one of my, my favorite holidays. As a child, we would walk around Sheepshead Bay with my parents. My parents, uh, we would enjoy because we would take off from not only school was off, but my, my dad would take off from work. And I still do that. So that, that's one of the traditions that I really still do. It's, uh, you know, the many rituals in life that we all start building on how we continue on. So, you know, that's how I did it. We, we would invite family over and celebrate, even if it was just sitting down and talking and, and celebrating. Some people go to temple. Some people don't. There's been years that I have gone to temple and sitting with my wife was, was a great joy for me. Uh, being in part of the community and following those rituals, those symbolisms, the things that actually meant things for us. In the past two years, I, I have not. 
Uh, in fact, when I tell you about my story about trying to hurt myself, it was actually the day of the day right before Rosh Hashanah. And so some people might go, why would you do that? It was a very big holiday. One of the things <coughs> that happens during this time of year is it's also about God's deciding point. That's some of what happens during these next 10 days, uh, these days of awe in the Jewish religion that we believe that the book of life for the next year is written and God evaluates us and it ends on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. And it's a day where many Jews fast because we're showing our true devotion. God, I knew I wasn't as great as I, I would like to be. I'd like to improve on some things. And this is also where I walk into the section of where it could be like this for everybody. You don't need Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And you can start your redemption at any point. And redemption doesn't always mean that you're redeeming over something else. But you can make those change. There's not always a reckoning, a, a world reckoning that where it cha- changes the world. But you can change the world just by being you or being different to what you want. Because that's one of the beauties of all of this is the taking action piece. You know, when we talk about redemption, going with empty hands to make amends for past actions, the regret for the past, but also to make the promise to renew and also change our less good behaviors. Anybody could do that. It doesn't have to only be during these times of year. You can change it anytime you want. But at this time, we, we are asked as Jews, or I'll ask everybody, I'll put the challenge out to everybody. If you can sit back and look at it yourself, spend a day or two or 10 to really decide what you'd like to do, how you would like to do it. Now, as I said, I I tried to hurt myself. I tried to kill myself. Let's really be quite honest as to what I say. Um, I, at that time, really believed I wasn't worthy of God's intentions. And, you know, even though I I was being ego-driven where I said, God, you don't have to write me. I'll I'll take myself out, and you don't have to write me in the book of life. And as we can tell by obviously hearing my voice, but also the story that I've shared. I was saved by Grandpa Mike, and Grandpa Mike told me I have things to do, and I need more conversations about mental health and also rebuilding, and that's what it is. You know, we always talk about rebuilding and things like that, and the forgiveness, forgiveness of things breaks the chain. During this time of year, often people ask for forgiveness, And if you give it wholly from your heart, God understands that. That doesn't mean that other person needs to forgive you. But that's what clears your heart. That's also part of that Hoponopono we've mentioned before. If we heal ourselves, we can heal the world. Now, by healing ourselves, we become different people. And I know in the last year, uh, it's been really different for me. So the first year was definitely a, a rebuilding, but I was very lost in the woods I was lost in those Dante Inferno woods where I didn't know where it was and it came from a, a, a different place. And I, can, I could say this year that the actual Inferno has actually helped me grow because that's what fires do. It hardens the iron for the steel and that's what it's done for me. It's helped me grow my backbone. It's definitely helped me expand the Uncle Dave piece of me 
because that's what lived. Kid Ego, though it still might be within me, Kid Ego is the thing that died that day. That was what God, in my belief, wrote in the in the book of life and did not write it. That was in the book of death. And while it, there's still embers that might be living, it's the book of life for Uncle Dave. And Uncle Dave has embraced it because that's what we do as people. There's so many things that could wake us up. If you're Jewish, you might have gone to a temple and heard a shofar, which is a ram's horn that they blow, and they have different sounds. And the reason, there's reasonings for the different sounds. As But they're all lifting us up because by hearing that, it really disturbs our status quo. I mean, we are, at the, during this time, examining our imperfections and to be curious as to what we want to improve about. Now, you don't have to improve. You could just go to temple Read it like anything else. You can go to church, you can read all the words, and then go outside and do what you want. It's your life. You get to make that choice. Now, every year when I was sitting in temple, uh, which I haven't done for the past two years, it really is a point of where I had some reflection. I really did sit this weekend. I wanted actually this episode as a bonus episode, but uh, I couldn't get my mind around a lot of the things I wanted to write, and I and hopefully I'm coming across well enough for everybody to understand that you can change anything you want. And so for the the next few days, like I said, so between starting at Rosh Hashanah and ending at Yom Kippur are the days of awe, where we ask God to, God to inscribe our names in the book of life. We look at these days with tremendous power to make a difference in our world. We recreate ourselves. If you choose, this is all about choice. And this has nothing to do with Jewish or not. Everybody could choose at any point to recreate yourself or see something that you have done that could be done better. That's what it is. It's about improving ourselves, is recognizing our faults, repenting when there needs to be, asking for forgiveness where there is. It all leads up to a day of atonement, a day that when the book is sealed, whatever that means to you. And that's why the last day of these days of awe, and there are rituals throughout these days. But the last day we fast because we really start saying, God, I'm really serious about this. Let me show you how serious I am. And that's what it really comes down to. We can have all these hopes and dreams. It's the taking action piece. It's that real, what does that mean to you? You know, and that's the interesting part about the actions. (laughs) I mean, T.S. Eliot had a, has a quote that says, and next year's words await another voice. To make an end is also to make a beginning. So we always have an end and a beginning at some point in our lives. How do we change those things? How do we do those things? Everybody does that for themselves. I can't tell you. I know when I hear the shofar and, and I do certain things, it helps me to be reborn and hear the horns because it renews my conviction. That's why I always celebrate Rosh Hashanah, except for that one year. But every year I have celebrated, even last year when I still was struggling with many of my issues, I still was saying, I want to be better than what I was. And I've changed in many ways because I've chosen to make that path. And I rose from... Morning, but I celebrated by rising above the despair and embraced the hopes and promises of a better world. I fought, you know, with hope not to 
destroy, but to renew all the good that there is in life. And that's what I really want you to think about when you start working through all this is the good that is within our lives. It's really powerful. The sustaining relationships, the renewals where you can. And if you want to, that's the beauty of the energy. When we always talk about the flow of energy, you can have renewal in any part of your life which, without having the other person there. You can renew the, the sadness in your heart if you feel sadness. You can renew the joys, the love that there is. Because I do that every day. I do that for all the girls that I have. And I've been blessed being surrounded by my daughters, all of my daughters, both born of me, through, not through me, but by me, or those through marriage. That's the connection. No matter what, you might not see everybody, but that renewal, that ability to send the energy and share the love, no matter what you do, that's that unconditional love when I talk about that in the love filter. All of that is not expecting anything in return. And that's what I do is when I reflect on all this, all the challenges, not always all the what could be's, what could have been and things like that. I'm living in my present life. My present life is really amazing. I have lots of people around me surrounded by love. And that's what I really need to do is not only remember the past, but remember the good, remember the love, still embrace the love that I have. You know, filling my heart with sweetness in life and according to, you know, so many different traditions, you know, the idea of Rosh Hashanah is also, may you be subscribed in the book of life, sealed for good and for another year. It's a circle of life. There is a period of sadness. There will be periods of unexpected happenings. There will be joys. There will be sadness. But we always come back to a period of reflection. And for me, that's what I do is I hope to learn from all the reflection that I do to make myself better. And I always aspire to do as best as I can to improve myself every year. I'm not the same person I was a year ago. I did not waste a year. I am not the person I was two years ago when I tried to kill myself. I'm not the person six years ago when I first learned havening. I'm not the person 20 years ago. I'm not the person 50 years ago. I have grown, and I hope to keep it, continue to grow with everybody. I hope you all live the circle of life. And there's a tradition every year it, around Rosh Hashanah is to dip apples, because apple is symbolic. Again, we're just symbolic of life, liberty, and that's, and no, not the pursuit of happiness, but that's also part of it. But the apples were dipped in honey because we wanted you to have a sweet year. And no matter what we do, we have to remember that we can be beat up by some of the rules and things like that. It's a relationship with God. When we're honest with ourselves and you have those honest conversations, that's the thing is I want you to look, in yourself, look at yourself and you don't need to tell anybody else. You don't need to write it down unless that works for you. But... Look for the honesty in your heart as to the things that you'd like to improve. How would you like to improve? What would you do differently? What would you do if you were given an opportunity to recharge something, renew something? Now, 
I know for me, by digging deep and recalibrating myself, I always find new information. And that new information adds a different perspective that I might not have seen. And because we don't know anybody else's perspective, we should always base everything off of our perspective, but also with kindness. So there's a lot of things that we could talk about, the quality of life, the tough times, but it's the relationship with yourself, the fellowship of humanity that we all want so bad. And what I would say is during this time, again, I wish you peace, love. That's the easy pieces. And I want you, I would really hope for you all to find time to make humanity in your life, find that bat, find that sweet spot, but make sure it's a celebration of life. Because the holidays are what they are. We can have all the rituals, we can have all the meanings and all the reflections. But to know exactly our relationships, first with ourselves and then with anybody else, it's got to start with us. May God bless you guys and thank you again. Find your peace and love in any way that you can. For those of the tribe, Shana Tova. And I hope you are written in the book of life. And I hope you all are written in the book of life for next year with sweetness, happiness, and plenty of love. Swing that sweet spot. Thank you. I am really glad that you're enjoying the show. And I hope you follow us on all the podcast hosting sites. As well as Facebook, Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Or you can follow me, Uncle Dave, David Chemetsky, at Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, and www.davidchemetsky.com. I also would enjoy for you to contact me if you want to just have some feedback. You need somebody to talk to at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. Well, my friends, today's journey has come to a close. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember the peace and love surround you that will assist you to rise again. And don't forget to bring a bat for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.